Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. Sorry that this podcast is going up a little bit later this week. Things happen that prevent you from the podcast that you do as a hobby. <laughs> we're sorry to everyone who has patiently awaited our review of Buffalo Dreams. You were talking about <laughs> how you were waiting for something to kind of fit with a holiday. Um, this is about Native Americans and it <laughs> is Thanksgiving this week. The white, the, the holiday where we celebrate um, white people sort of kind of being nice to Native Americans for one day. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the history of the holiday. No. I just like the food of the holiday. It's one of those things where, like, what it's, what Thanksgiving has um, evolved as is better than what it originally was. Yeah. So, uh, as we said, this is Buffalo Dreams. It is about um, Native Americans. But actually, I saw a TikTok the other day from someone who is, like, Native, Indigenous, and she kind of talked about it a little bit. So I'm going to link it below, but also I'm going to play what she said. Um, her TikTok username is Forward Light. At first, someone else is talking, and then she, like, stitches their video. So just give it a listen. Call me Native American instead of Indian because I'm not from India. And I agree. I would rather be called Native than Native American because the Americas was named after Amerigo Vespucci, who was from Italy. Indigenous is also an acceptable term. Although my tribe is still referred to as Navajo Nation, I would rather be called Diné because the term Navajo was actually given to us by Spanish colonizers who were referring to us as thieves with knives, Navajas. Diné translates to the people. I am Diné. Diné Nishle. And that's it. Um, I thought I would bring that up because this movie does talk about Navajo Nation, as she kind of talked about a little bit. And she was saying that, like, personally, she prefers Diné. And whenever I looked it up, it um, back in, like, the early 2000s, they kind of were trying to figure out whether they wanted to continue being called Navajo or whether they wanted to change to Diné. And there was kind of, like, some conflict like, within um, the people, I guess. So this is just one person. I'm not saying she speaks for all natives or all people in that group, but I just figured I would share it because it's her personal experience and I have no experience with this. So I wanted to share that little tidbit. And they do in the movie, they do say Danae and they even explain that it means the people. So I figured I would point that out. Yeah, we are white and this, that's the only perspective we can offer. <laughs> yeah, I figured it was a lot better to have someone who's actually indigenous talk about it than try and say something, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Trying to be good allies to everyone we can, so if we do something wrong, we're sorry, we're learning. We're learning. We're, that's, <laughs> that's the big thing. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok um, is honestly very, very helpful with that because you actually get the perspective of the people themselves. I tried looking up, like, any any articles or anything about this movie from, like, anyone who was Native or Indigenous, but because no one knows about this movie. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find anything about it either. And I, like, I thought about trying to, like, look up each thing separately, but it's so specific that yeah. it's hard. Well, especially, like, with what I, with what my research told me is that within, um, like, Native tribes, there's so many, like, tribes and all of their traditions are different. And so especially, um, unless you, like, have someone who's a part of that tribe, you're not really gonna get, 
Like, oh yes, like this is correct, or this is correct, or this is correct. And there's no one on the internet, you know, keeping track of every <laughs> single tradition of every single tribe. I do not expect them to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there were things that, like, I did try to fact check, but many of them I did not find much information. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get started. Uh, this movie stars uh, Simon Baker. He's not really, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of acting projects, but I thought that I would mention that he is, uh, I think this movie it was either cast in Canada or is filmed in Canada. Yeah, there were a lot of Canadians. Yeah, because he's Indigenous Canadian. Uh, he's of Cree, sorry if I pronounce this wrong, Haida and Squamish descent. Um Graham Green, who plays Grandpa, he's also Indigenous Canadian. He is Oneida. Um, some of his acting credits include <laughs> Tony's dad in Riverdale. <laughs> uh, he was in Molly's Game, which is a very good movie. Uh, he was in Twilight. And I'm guessing as one of the werewolves. <laughs> uh, one of the, like, old, one of the people, and one of the fathers of the werewolves. Um, he was in The Green Mile, which I've never seen, but I've heard a lot about. And he was nominated, Oscar nominated for his role in Dances with Wolves, which... I've heard good and bad things about. <laughs> I've heard of it. Don't know anything about it. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> uh, we also have Adrian Bylone. No offense to Adrian Bylone, but I have no idea what her character is doing in this movie. She literally offered nothing to the plot. Yeah, I don't know why they included her. I think just to maybe have her name in it because she had just been yeah. in the Cheetah Girls, so, like, to offer something else, but yeah. But, like, if they wanted her in it, they could have, like, included her instead of the stupid white kid. <laughs> yeah, it does not make sense. And... <laughs> Sorry, my dog sees a man outside. <laughs> uh, yeah, we already went through her filmography in The Cheetah Girls. Um, we have Chris Hunter, who is in a couple episodes of Phil of the Future. He plays Tanner, which is, like, Keely, like, goes out with him for a couple episodes or something, and he cheats on her. He is oh, such a jerk that. to her. Oh, I saw his face, and I was like, I hate this man. Why do I hate him? And that is why. <laughs> he plays a mean character very well. Uh, he was also in this show called South of Nowhere, which I never watched, but I saw commercials for when I watched The N, which I think is, like, one of the first, like, TV shows about lesbians that I was, like, ever exposed to. Oh. And it was on The N in, like, 2005, <laughs> which, like, way to go, The N, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, The N was showing Degrassi. Degrassi had yeah some gay relationships. <laughs> But it, it wasn't, like, one relationship that was, like, what the show was about. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure what South of Nowhere was about, if I remember the commercials correctly. <laughs> um, we have Riley McClendon, who played Eddie's shitty friend in Eddie Million Do Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. This character is not much better. No, and lastly, we have Jane Summit, who is Carol in Friends. <laughs> and she was Clarice from It Takes Two, because I looked at her and I was like, why does she look mean? And it's because she's the one that, um, they're the dad in, from It Takes Two is going to marry instead of Christy Alley, but then he gets with Christy Alley, so. Mm, well, I don't like Christy Alley. <laughs> Not anymore, but back then, it was fine. But yeah, um, it's Carol, Ross's lesbian ex-wife and friends. Yeah. Speaking of lesbians. <laughs> I had one extra person, so I had Max Van Ville. He played Moon in this movie. <laughs> um, I didn't know anything he was in, but I saw that he was in Kiki and Jamal, which, if you follow Miss Kiki Palmer on Instagram, <laughs> you would see that back in the day, she had, like, a pilot for a Disney show called Kiki and Jamal, so they, like, filmed a pilot and maybe a couple episodes, so he was supposed to be in that, and it was unfortunately cut. It never aired on Disney, but it could have been great. <sighs> but, but, I'm trying to think, if 
if that had happened, True Jackson VP would have never happened. And I didn't watch True Jackson VP that often, but it was still fun. The theme song is a bop. I was going to say, the best thing True Jackson VP gave us, one, was Kiki Palmer, even though we already knew her because she was in Jump In. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, was the True Jackson VP theme song. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Um, start with the movie. So we open up on this kid who is asleep in a car. There's this car just, like, driving down, like, the New Mexico open pastures desert field with just, like, one road down the middle. Yeah, and the kid is dreaming of buffaloes, and then he, like, wakes up, and he, okay, he has, like, a flip cell phone, which he has just left open in the car, and he goes <laughs> to look at it, and he's like, oh my god, we don't even have cell service here. Probably fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so mom and dad are like, but it's beautiful here. And then all of a sudden, we hear Domino, who is Adrian Bilo, and she is a radio talk She literally show never host. interacts with the main characters. <laughs> no, she's just for some reason on the radio all the time, and she starts talking and she's like, oh, it's a beautiful day, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh my god, civilization. (laughs) She's like, congrats to the buffalo who gave birth. Great. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Um, So the family arrives at this uh, trading post. Um, A man greets the little boy. Little boy, he's like 14. The boy, um, it's the, um, subtitles say that they're talking in Navajo. I'm guessing the Navajo native language. Um, oh, well, see, this is, like, a funny thing that happened because mom was trying to comfort, is his name Josh? Yeah. Okay. Mom yeah, no, tra- they don't reveal it until, like, ten minutes into the movie. Yeah. Um, mom was trying to comfort Josh because she's like, I know you didn't want to move, but when I was a kid, I had to move all over the place because my dad was in the Navy, and at least here they speak English, and so then he, like, walks by and says <laughs> hello, and so it's like, uh, what did he say? Blah, yeah. white people. Well, <laughs> as the family goes inside, the little girl who's with uh, the old man, um, she signs in sign language, there goes the neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so then the clerk um, is telling the family of their native products, which consist of a lot of jerky um, and things made of aloe. Uh, I'm guessing it's made from a lot of the um, natural resources that they have around them on the land. Um, this woman, yeah, the clerk keeps putting, like, products in their bag. Well, yeah, she keeps saying, like, oh, what about this? And they're like, no, we don't need that. And she just, like, rings it up anyway and puts it in their bag. And they're just like, okay. She's like, what about batteries? And they're like, no. And they just, like, take it out and leave it. Yeah, so they don't get batteries. And she's like, hmm. Yeah, so the family arrives at, it looks like this, like, newly built house. Yeah, Um, there's, like, no other houses around, which I guess makes sense because there's, like, a lot of land there. But, like... That seems very expensive. Well, whenever he, like, bikes down a little bit more, there's, like, houses next to each other. I'm guessing it's just, like, the very beginnings of, like, what is going to be a white suburb. Because that's what it looks like. Yeah, maybe. Um, so the boy immediately when he walks in... Josh. (laughs) Immediately when he walks into the house, he's looking for, um, a bike that his dad got because his bike was stolen. Um, we also learned that Josh will be working with Dad at his lab that they moved um, out here to New, to New Mexico for. Um, we don't learn how old Josh is. I'm hoping that he is, like, 15 or 16, like, <laughs> old enough to have a job, because he looks like he's, like, 12 or 13. Yeah. Um, so Josh takes his bike and bikes down the road past these, again, like, the open field. It's, like, a pasture because there's grass. It's not really, like, desert, like, dirt or sand. It's mostly grass. Yeah. Um, and he's, like, pretending to race. He's like, Josh speeds up against the pack. And he passes a woman, and he waves to her. Ha ha ha. And then, so, 
I don't understand this at all. So they have these two men carrying this large sheet of glass. Because they're, like, doing construction on a house. Yeah, and so Josh sees them, and he thinks, first of all, that he's going to beat them. But then, as he approaches closer and closer, they're, like, slowing down so much, and they're like, stop, don't hit us. So Josh stops. He doesn't, like, hit them at all. And then they still drop drop the the glass. And so then Josh just, like, rides away, and he's like, not my problem, and just, like, leaves. I don't know. I I think it's supposed to show that he's irresponsible or something. He does not like to take blame ever, so. Yeah. I think um, they were just trying to get this movie to run longer. (laughs) Probably. Um, So, yeah, then we briefly see, like, later that night, Josh's parents are, like, watching the storm come in over the mountains um, on the porch while Josh is working on his bike. Um, And the power goes out. Yeah. So Josh goes to get a flashlight, but it needs batteries. And so he's like, do we have batteries? And they're like, no. So a little callback to earlier. Grandma knew. She knew what they needed already. Yeah, so the next morning we see this man and this woman. Um, it's the, the store clerk. Uh, I guess. Yeah. And the man that we saw earlier. It's grandma and grandpa, as I'll refer to them. Yeah, I guess they're on a reservation. Yeah, I don't they know. Don't really... They have they have just, like, their small house that they live in that we see from time to time. Yeah, and they say a prayer to, like, basically the morning sun. So the woman is speaking in Navajo and Grandpa is speaking in English. And I looked it up. It's, um, well, I looked up, like, his words. And they're, like, adapted. Uh, they're very similar to a real, did I say Navajo? Because online they called it a Navajo prayer. Yeah, I mean, for the, I, for the what we're doing for this movie that's what they can refer to it as so I feel like that makes sense but we mean no harm by what we're saying and if Danae is better then yeah sorry Sorry. (laughs) um yeah it's called walk with beauty like I said it's not the exact verbiage and I think it's just like from what I there's not like I said there's not a lot of information it didn't say that this was meant for like oh like this prayer is meant for this or this prayer is meant for this it just said this is a Navajo prayer Mm mm-hmm um, so then we see Josh looking through this telescope, uh, from his porch. He's yeah, it's, like, one of those things that they have on piers where you, like, put a quarter <laughs> yeah. in so you can, like, look, and for some reason they have one of those on their deck. Yeah, well, he looks through the telescope and he sees this white boy just, like, dancing in the pasture. <laughs> so Josh bikes through the grass, um, and he intersects with this car on the road. Yeah, he just, like, pulls right in front of this truck that's driving off the road. He can clearly see the car. Yeah, it makes no sense. And, like, luckily, like, the car stops. But, like, don't fucking do that, you idiot. Yeah. Um, so this different boy, not the white boy who is dancing, gets out and tells Josh that he can't bike through the grass because it'll ruin the grassland. He says there are no dirt heads allowed. Dirt heads are the the kid, the boys who just bike wherever they want to. Where they're not supposed where to. Where they're not supposed to. Um, so the dancing boy comes down from where he was. We have no explanation. <laughs> yeah, we don't know why he was doing that. Just for fun, I guess. Yeah, he comes down uh, from, like, the little hill where he was dancing. Um, the little girl that we saw before gets out of the car, too. And the white boy introduces himself as Moon and the little boy, or, and the little girl as Scout. Um, Scout is Abuela Rose's, Abuela Rose Blackhorse's granddaughter, and Thomas, the other boy, Black Horse, is the grandson of, well, I don't know why he says it, like, <laughs> they're two different people. Well, I think he's just, like, trying to introduce their, like, grandparents and their lineage, yeah. I guess. Thomas like, Black Horse is the grandson of John Black Horse, Navajo elder, uh, yeah, so then Josh is like, I'm Josh. 
Um, Thomas is not interested. <laughs> yeah, he said, like, get this dirt rag out of here. And then Josh is like, who are you calling dirt? But they're like, okay, we actually have, like, something we need to do. Bye. Yeah, so they get to work. Um, and Thomas and Moon start singing Lean on Me. And this <laughs> buffalo is, like, lured out from behind this rock and hops into their truck. Uh, Moon says that that's the only song that works to lure the buffalo and get them to do what they want. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who came up with that plot point, but it's just a strange thing they do in the movie. How much of their budget do you think was spent on getting the rights to lean on me? I don't know. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that they spent at least, I whenever I was looking at it, I think it said like two or three million dollars on this movie. <laughs> I have no concept of how much it takes to make a movie, but like that's so much money for the quality that this movie yeah. was. <laughs> um. Yeah, so then they all leave. Uh, Dad and Josh are driving to work uh, the next morning, I guess. On the radio, Domino is talking, and she has a caller. Buffalo disputes. Yeah, she has a caller who's complaining about the buffalo because they, like, sometimes get out and get into the roads, and this buffalo hit her car or whatever. And she also has a vet who just says that, like, oh, buffalo only do that when they're, like, stressed and feel attacked or something. Maybe don't make them stressed, bitch. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Josh, uh, Dad and Josh, um, pass, like, through town, like, where the trading post is. Yeah, so they're at a stoplight, and Josh sees Thomas carrying some feed, and then he sees these other kids around his age. Uh, there's this one kid- kids. Yeah. This one kid, Kyle, on a bike, and Kyle says to Thomas, adios, amigos. Right here I wrote, he's so racist from his first line. And I get that that's his character, and, like, it just gets worse, though. I was surprised at, like, how racist he was. Yeah, (laughs) it just gets worse and worse. And no one ever, like, calls him out on it. Like, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, so Josh just kind of watches Thomas get taunted by these white kids. Yeah, and they, like, ride off on their bikes because they think they're hot shit. If we haven't established before, Thomas and Scout are native, and so are Grandma and Grandpa. Moon is white, but he is friends with um all the Navajo people yeah Um, so whenever they get to dad's work we find out that dad is literally an astrophysicist yeah and his co-worker will be showing Josh the ropes at the New Mexico Astrophysics Research Center yeah um Josh's job is just making copies so they 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 take him him to the copy room and just close the door and leave him there they give him a name tag and he's like I've been branded as a nerd and I'm like bitch you're in an astrophysics research center what? <laughs> yeah, it does not make sense. I think mean, that's... The whole nerd. movie, he talks about, like, how much he loves biking and stuff. Like, if he's working there, he should be getting paid, and he should be making, like, at least minimum wage. Like, save up your money. Buy a new bike, bitch. Right. Uh, yeah, so Josh is just a copy boy, because people can't make copies for themselves. I've never understood the, the um concept of a copy boy (laughs) i mean i was a clerk at a place before and that was basically my job just like making copies filing stuff it's just because other people have other stuff to do and that takes i mean like i did have enough work to fill up my entire days so Mm. i've never worked anywhere where making copies doesn't take more than like five minutes (laughs) it's a lot it's very long documents not fun um okay so Back at the trading post, mom is buying batteries because uh, they rent they didn't have any batteries whenever the power went out. Um, and she notices this flyer that's asking for people to um, help the buffalo roam. And she asks uh, Abuela about it, the, the clerk at the trading post. And Abuela starts to explain 
how they need to restore the buffalo herds. She starts to, like, get into, like, sort of the tradition and the relationship between the buffalo and their people, but Scout just, like, stops her from rambling. Yeah, and she's like, come on, Grandma, like, get to the point or whatever. So we never learn why the buffalo are so important to, like, the, this these specific people, like, the people who live here ever. I mean, <laughs> I think it's just because, like, nature is important to them. I don't... I don't know, maybe there is, like, more symbolic things to it, but yeah, they do not explain it if they're supposed to be. Yeah, there are a lot of buffalo, and I guess it's the tribe's job to keep them herded. I I don't know. I don't know. Well, the land that the buffalo reside on, I think, is native land, so I think that that's kind of part of it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, so Abuela is just like, yeah, like... Uh, they need help herding the buffalo, and we need teens in town, like your son. Yeah. And Scout's like, "Oh my God, don't do that." Tom, uh, Thomas hates tourists or whatever. She's like signing all of this, and she like she signs something like towards mom, and so mom's like, "Oh, I, I'm sorry, I don't know sign language." But grandma's just like, "Oh, she just said that it would be great if your son could help or whatever." Uh, yeah. So back at the um, copy room, Josh copies his face, um, and then at the radio. Okay, this. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes sense about the radio station. I don't know why they included it. It was so unnecessary. So Kyle and his friends are at I call the, them Kyle and the white boys. Yeah, <laughs> they're all at the radio station, and Domino's like, okay, yeah, you can make your announcement. And so he's just like, we want all of the toughest trail riders to go meet us Friday at the Red Rocks. Yeah, they're just, like, looking for competition on Friday. And that's it. Uh, so Thomas and Grandpa are, like, out in the pasture. Thomas tells, uh, Grandpa that he needs to make money because he's going to be going off to college soon. Um, and, which means not, like, spending all of his time, like, tending to the land because he doesn't get paid for that. Yeah, Um, something we kind of see early on is Thomas has kind of a interesting relationship with, like, his culture and the way that he is, like, raised and what he has to do. Like, a lot of times it feels like he doesn't want to be native. Like, he wants to just be able to do things like everyone else does. So that's something that we kind of explore in this movie a little bit. Yeah, so Grandpa picks up uh, this flower called Mountain Penny Royal. Um, He says it can cure anyone of anything. Uh, It's good for seasoning and deodorant. I looked up Mountain Penny Royal. Um, it actually does have a minty odor, um, and it is an indigenous custom. It didn't say, like, specifically who or what tribe, or it just said indigenous, um, to rub the flower on any part of the body that feels weak, and then it will make you feel better. Uh, so that's where that comes from. Yeah, and so, well, but Grandpa's like, if you know these things, like, you can cure anything or anyone or whatever, but then Thomas is like, well, you haven't been able to cure Scout, like, get her voice back, and so Grandpa says, he just kind of ignores that, and he's just like, for now, your work is helping restore the buffalo and caring for the community, and then Grandpa goes into a sweat lodge, and Thomas is like, I don't know how you're doing that, it's so fucking hot, and Grandpa's like, I just need some alone time from your grandma, ha ha ha. I guess even, (laughs) I guess everyone just likes to make jokes about hating their wives. I guess. Fun. I mean, as, I, (laughs) as we know, Sweat Lodge, well, from what I looked up on Wikipedia, because I'd heard of it before, and I know that it's, like, for, um, like, purifying, like, cleansing rituals. Well, yeah, because he did mention that, because he was like, you don't have, like, a ceremony coming up or anything. Yeah. But Grandpa's just like, no, I just wanted some alone time. I just wanted to sweat it out, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so at home, Mom is taking photos of food for her cookbook, which, again, is just, like, a stupid side plot that never goes anywhere. Yeah. I thought that, like, at the end, she might, like, make a cookbook with Abuela and use, like, like, in, like, 
have them, like, both with, like, Navajo recipes and, like, maybe her recipes, and they learn from each other, but no, like, this literally goes nowhere. <laughs> no, they, like, kind of incorporate some of the food that she's around, but that's, that's the extent of it. Yeah, so Mom asked Josh how work was, and Josh's like, it's cruel and unusual. I'm in a small, tiny room with no windows, which I understand. <laughs> my cubicle at my office, uh, I was not exposed to any sunlight, and it gave me migraines all the time. Um, Dad yells at him uh, because whenever he was going through his reports, there's the picture of Josh's face that he photocopied. Yeah, apparently he added that to all of the reports. I don't understand. Take the paper out, Josh. You're so stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, if you're that bored and you're gonna do that, just don't get caught. Yeah, and Mom is like, oh, well, if you hate it, the Buffalo Preserve needs help. Um, and Josh is immediately like, no, like, the guy who works there is a jerk. He doesn't like me. Um, and Mom is like, well, you can ride your bike to work. And Josh is like, sign me up then. Yeah, as if he can't just ride his bike on his own time? I don't know. <laughs> and it's only, like, to and from. It's not like you're riding the bike while you're at work. Yeah, I... This doesn't make any it doesn't sense. Make sense. Like, Josh is like, biking is my passion. And maybe it's just because I never learned how to ride a bike, but I just don't understand the appeal. I, I don't get it. I do know how to ride a bike, but I'm also incredibly out of shape, so I do not ride it often. I I don't get it. So Josh shows up. He bikes at, to the preserve. Yeah and so Thomas is like is this a joke and Josh apologizes. Um, uh, Scott, oh yeah sorry I wrote who wrote this because just like the way that everything is written <laughs> makes no sense. This this I feel like this movie does not have like a linear plot. No it doesn't <laughs> and like I, I I don't understand what they were trying to do because they're trying to do a lot and just didn't really succeed in much. Yeah. <laughs> so Scout looks at Josh's hands and she's like she sees that they aren't callous and so she signs like oh he's never worked a day in his life. I would just like to say <laughs> Josh is a white boy presumably from the suburbs. He's from like Chicago I think. They have yeah. an Illinois license plate. It's That's not what his fault he's a product of, of where he grew up. <laughs> There's not a lot of manual labor to do in the city, in, in like, the suburbs, because my hands aren't glad calloused either. But I, I have worked, like, almost consistently since I was 17. <laughs> yeah, um, so Moon gives him a pair of gloves, and Josh says that he gave up his job at the research center to be here, and Thomas is like, you're so stupid, like, I would love to have a job there, but I have to do this instead. Um, Josh says that he would rather be free riding his bike outside, but Thomas says that that's not free, and that he's here to work. So everyone gets into the truck, and Josh, like, lags behind, and so they keep, like, slowly inching the truck forward, and it's like, haha, funny. So now they're all friends, because they did that to him, I guess? I don't know. Later, Thomas is showing Josh how to put up, like, a barbed wire fence, uh, and this is so that the buffalo don't roam through town, because they'll get stressed. And Josh is like, what are they gonna do, like, eat us? And Moon explains... That the buffalo are, like, vegan or vegetarian, but if they get stressed, uh, they will get very angry and charge toward whatever makes them stressed. Um, so Josh asks, what do they do with the buffalo if they don't, like, eat them or wear them? And Thomas says, it's a native thing, and that's all we get. Yeah. Uh, yes. Josh, <laughs> Josh asks where they go. Um, and Moon thinks that he's saying, like, oh, like, where do we go in our free time to hang out? So he's like, oh, well, sometimes we'll go to the caves or swim at the community center. But Josh is actually just talking about going to the bathroom. And Thomas is like, oh, you can pee wherever. 
So we have this, like, weird scene where Josh has just peed, and then a buffalo starts, like, cornering him, and so he, like, doesn't know what to do, so he starts, like, mumbling, lean on me, because he saw them do that, and he's really scared, but the buffalo ends up walking away, and whenever he looks up, Kyle and his group of white boys boys. (laughs) are all there, and they're like, you were singing to yourself? What were you doing? Oh my god. And he's like- They're all on their mountain bikes, too. Yeah, and he's like, no, I, yeah, no, I just, I don't know. He, like, tries to play it off, but he was like, hey, you guys can't ride your bikes here. This is restricted tribal land for the buffalo. Because this is exactly what Thomas told him the other day. Yeah, and so Kyle's like, well, they get 11 million acres, and we can't ride on a few? Like, yes, you cannot. Those are the (laughs) rules. Fuck off. And then Kyle's like, oh, there's these sick rocks that we bike off of. Like just over there, it's super fun. And Josh is like, "Oh, really? That's cool." <laughs> yeah, and then, like immediately, just like a one eighty. Yeah. So then Moon and uh, Thomas and Scout all come over because they're like, "Oh, hey, Josh, where were you? We thought you like got attacked by a buffalo." And Kyle's just like, "Tell your friends to share." And then he purposely rides on the land that he knows he's not allowed to ride on. I don't understand how there's no enforcement. Yeah, I don't understand why, like, older people in the tribe don't do something about it. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if, like, there are, there is any, I feel like there has to be, like, some sort of law enforcement here that would be like, hey, like, if you ride on this land, you're gonna get, like, fucking arrested. I don't know. I mean, people are always racist, especially to, like, indigenous people who deserve the best and have always gotten shitty things, so. We're so sorry. You deserve it all. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. So, after Kyle and the white boys, uh, bike away... Uh, the gang goes back to the truck, and uh, it's about to storm, but Josh decides to bike home. Yeah, they're like, are you sure? And he's like, no, nah, I'll be fine. I'll beat the storm. He does not. He rides home in the storm. And then we have this fucking awkward-ass scene where he's just, like, in the tub and, like, just, like, naked in the tub for no reason, just to, I... like, prove that he was, like, warming up after getting home or something. I don't know. The people who made this movie are fucking weird. I don't know I... why they included that. Yeah. So, the next day, the gang finds all these trees knocked down from the storm at the preserve, and Josh is immediately like, let's burn it, and Moon <laughs> Moon says, no, they need to preserve, not destroy, so they pick up all the debris, and then over, like, this valley, Thomas shows Josh all the buffalo roaming, and... Well, also at this point, whenever Moon is like, we need to preserve the land, it's sacred, Thomas is like, Moon, you're Danish, and you're white as hell. (laughs) And Moon is just like, I don't know. Or I think he said something about, like, in this life, which Mm -hmm. is a little, eh. Okay. Um, Yeah, so they move the branch, they see all of the buffalo, and it's like, wow, this beautiful thing. Uh, So after that, Josh goes into a bike shop in town, and he sees this really cool bike, but Kyle's like, I just bought it, and flexes his gold credit card, and whoa, he's like, your bike sucks, you need to buy a new bike. Like, he just has (laughs) access to do that on his own. And he's like, hey, you should be cool and hang out with me and my friends, because don't be lame. Yeah, and he's just like... And then he says... Uh, oh, like, you must be stiff from the ranch. And Josh is like, no, it's fine. And then he's like, oh, it's fine to take orders from chili pickers all summer. Oh my god! Okay, he's so racist, and I I don't know if he's doing this on purpose, but he's being racist in the wrong way! (laughs) He's, like, insinuating that they are, like, they're, like, Latino, or, like, Mexican or something. Well, yeah, but also later on, he says something about, like, tortilla makers. Yeah. I mean, 
maybe that is, a, I mean, it's still, like, very racist, no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter how he's trying to be racist, but it, uh, it's, it's so just ignorant and stupid, and I don't get how no one says anything to him. Well. Because while this is happening, Grandma and Scout are watching this, like, conversation. Yeah, Abuela literally holds Scout back from behind a display. Yeah, um, and so he's, uh, Kyle's like, you know, you should hang out with thrashers like us. Come to the Red, Red Rocks, Rocks on Friday. Not like Red Rocks in Colorado. No. <laughs> <laughs> Josh says yes, um, and uh, from behind the display, Abuela tells Scout, tells Scout it's time for one of her famous potlucks, and Scout says, don't go there. I don't know why <laughs> she wouldn't want to go there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, nothing <laughs> bad happens at the potluck, because we cut to the potluck next, and Mom, Dad, and Josh show up. Grandma introduces uh, Thomas to uh josh's mom and then she's like oh he doesn't speak navajo he doesn't get it he doesn't like the food like all this stuff yeah mom gives uh this dish that she made to grandma um and grandma's like oh you're a chef and mom says i'm a culinary anthropologist excuse me (laughs) what (laughs) i don't know um yeah so uh where am i oh moon introduces himself to dad um, and they're like, oh, space. <laughs> yeah, they have, like, a weird little interaction. Later that night, Thomas, Moon, Josh, and Scout are all just laying on the ground looking at the stars together. <laughs> the potluck has, like, winded down. And they're like, wow, like, Josh is like, I've never seen this many stars. You can't see that many stars in the city. Ugh. And then Thomas complains about how boring it is there and how there's nothing to do. But uh, Moon says that there's no way that his grandma and grandpa are going to let him leave. And so Thomas complains that, like, his grandma is so Navajo and she wants him to live the culture, too. Like, God, God forbid. forbid. <laughs> How dare she? Well, like, but I do see this divide. Like, I've, I've heard it talked about. It's mostly, like, people who are, like, part of two cultures. Like, someone who is, like, white and something else. Yeah, and a lot of times uh, I've seen stories, a lot of it, where it's um, first-generation children of immigrants. Yeah, and so it's, like, you want to fit in and you want to feel these, like, values that you see, but then you're also being pulled on this other side of, like, your culture and your history, and you feel like you don't really belong to both. That's something that I've heard people explain. So I get where he's coming from, but, yeah, it's just, he talks about it a lot, and he's very, like, angsty about it, which, again, he's a teenager, but, yeah. So he's, like, complaining about that, and he's saying, um, uh, Josh complains the same thing about his dad. He's like, oh, well, my dad, all he cares about is science, and he'd want me to work in a lab all day. And it's like, Josh, it's not the same thing. But he tried. <laughs> but they still bond over their parents' expectations of them. Yeah, so then we cut to Grandpa talking with Josh's dad, and he says, we will become good friends. And, <laughs> and his dad's just that. like... <laughs> Uh, okay, why? And he's like, well, we have a lot in common. We have the same mission. And dad's like, oh, we do? And so he starts explaining, like, what he wants to do with science. But he's like, basically, he just cares about the environment and wants to lower the impact that they're having on the environment. And so grandpa's just like, like, yeah, same. (laughs) But he doesn't use science. He's just like, yeah, like, we care about nature. And he talks about uh, the Diné, how they tell stories of creation, and they look to the sky for guidance. And as long as they... They want to explore and protect the earth the same way that dad does. Just in different methods. Yeah. So we see right. that we're not so different after all. But I love that grandpa's just like, we're going to be good friends. <laughs> yeah, the dad's just like, I uh... wish I was that poor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so later, Josh uh, fi- 
looks at Scout in her room, who's mouthing to a song that's playing, and she's looking, laying in her bed and looking at a picture. And Josh is I'm just like watching that's her parents. Yeah, yeah. Josh is just watching from the doorway. Scout's like ten years old. <laughs> yeah. Thomas comes up and he's like, "Uh, she can hear. She just doesn't talk." And so Josh is like, "Oh, has she always been like that?" But Thomas says no, but doesn't like say anything else. He's like, "Oh, your parents are looking for you." So uh, yeah, Josh thanks him for dinner. And Grandpa tells Thomas to show Josh a good time. Yeah, <laughs> no explanation. <laughs> so the next day, I guess, Thomas leads everyone through the woods to a secret spot. And they arrive at this waterfall uh, with a little, like, swimming area. And he iterates, like, multiple times in this five-minute scene. Like, do not tell anyone about this. This is secret. Please do not tell anyone. And I, th- I think it's it's like sacred to like the the Nav- like the Navajo people because they later on not here but they call it Shining Steps yeah so it holds some sort of like significance. Uh, everyone jumps off the cliff, uh, which is pretty high up, and Josh is a little bit hesitant at first, and they kind of like taunt him a little bit, just like oh like come on Josh, but they don't really like pressure him. Well, that they're much. also like oh it's okay if you don't want to, like we yeah. want you to, it'll you'll be okay, but like if you don't want to, you don't have to. But eventually, like he works up the nerve and he jumps off and. and Okay, while he is jumping off this cliff, first of all, it's, like, horrible graphics. He's just, like, floating, and then, like, the scene is, like, like, the rocks are, like, running up behind him, and he either has a terrible, terrible tan line, or he is wearing socks while he is jumping into the water. <laughs> I cannot tell. I didn't notice that. I did. <laughs> well, it looked like they, like, tried to do a stunt double or something. Like, the way that it was shot, it made it seem like it's they were really so trying weird. to prove that this was Josh, but it wasn't. It's like I a don't good know. five seconds of him, like, falling. It's like in Spy Kids 2, whenever they're, like, falling down the volcano, but they're falling for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't do fun things in the air. No. <laughs> and Steve Buscemi doesn't show up. Yeah. Um, so then, like, five minutes later, they're all sitting on the cliffs. Everyone's completely dry. Um, Josh asks why this place is so secret, and Moon explains that the ancestors learned how to hunt and, like, become men here. Yeah. And Thomas is like, your ancestors were Vikings. Why do you, why do you care? And Moon says, I like that they had to go through stuff. Yeah, again, Moon, you're not Moon. helping your case. Like, <laughs> he wants to do good, but he's doing it for the wrong he's, reasons. He's like, oh, I like that they suffered, and I'm white, so I never had to suffer. Which, like, is very true that, like, the Nava, or, like, any, like, native culture has had to suffer <laughs> much more than white people. Yeah, and, like, it's a good thing to, like, appreciate like, their culture and learn way. about it, but he's kind of, like, romanticizing it in a way, which is not what we're going for. Yeah. And, like, he is trying to help, so I guess, but, like, I don't know. It just doesn't hit. It, it comes off wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so Thomas is like, oh, yeah, they did suffer. They went days without water. I don't know, like, if it was just all the time. Well, he said that they would suck on pebbles to survive. I don't know. They I don't, don't know when. It. I was like, he's not talking about the Trail of Tears, is he? I, I don't I don't know. think so. But Thomas, yeah, I don't understand. Um, Josh asks if they had visions, and Thomas says no, and Moon says, I want to have a vision. Yeah, and they're like, oh, what do you want to have one of? And he says, I don't know. I don't think that's how visions work. You don't just decide what you want to have a vision of. (laughs) No. 
But Thomas says that he doesn't believe in that stuff, and Moon says he believes in everything. Uh, uh, Josh says that the Navajo ho have a lot of stories, and Thomas is like, yeah, exactly. They have stories, not facts. They make stuff up when they don't know why it actually happened. So he talks about how, like, if something, like, happened scientifically and they don't understand it, then they'll cre- create a story about, like, why it happened and how it happened, and he doesn't, like, agree with that. Right. Like, we've all, like, I feel like whenever I was in school, like, we all, like, he- like maybe learned a story or two about, like, oh, like, this, like, derived from, like, native tradition or whatever mm-hmm. uh maybe it was like in my reading textbook i remember yeah but oh that was probably they probably did not get compensated for that that's probably really bad no native people get screwed over all the time i'm so sorry <laughs> but yeah there, he's just trying to again talk about like i guess reasons why he doesn't really feel like he's a part of everything yeah so then josh asks if you don't care about any of like these navajo traditions and why do you get mad at kyle and the white boys and both Thomas and Scout say it's his job. Which, like, I get, like, it's sort of, like, that thing where it's, like, I can make fun of you, but other people can't make fun of you. Yeah, like, to your family or, right. like, whatever. He feels that way about, like, his culture. Um, so on the way back, Moon points out Josh's sunburn, and Scout grabs an al- aloe leaf from the ground and gives it to Josh. And Josh is like, oh, I've never seen it outside the bottle. <laughs> and they all laugh. Ha ha. And, yeah, he, like, drops the whatever it is. The, the aloe liquid. on his, yeah, on, <laughs> on his. his yeah, so Josh comes home, and Dad is just casually serenading Mom on the porch with a guitar. Yeah, okay, I guess their thing is they, like, watch the sunset together every night, because they're always on the porch, like, looking, and they're like, where's Josh? Like, not doing all the time. Anything. I don't know. It's yeah, <laughs> and so they're like, oh, why, you were gone a long time, and he's like, oh, I was hiking in the woods and learning to appreciate nature, and they're just like, what'd you do with our son? And then Dad's like, why is your face all shiny like that and he's like oh I put aloe on it because I got sunburnt and they're like whoa our sun is changing and then he's like I need a new bike and they don't say anything <laughs> yeah so uh we cut to so, Josh with his bike he's at the, at bus, the bus stop, stop. his sunburn then- is completely gone I'd like to add <laughs> unrealistic well we don't know what day it is it could have been days later okay it would have had to been at least a week Andy would have been peeling I am an expert on sunburn. But not everyone gets sunburned like you. Some people get sunburned and don't peel. <sighs> I don't know. Talk to my mom about it. I don't know what to tell you. She does not peel. She just gets tan, and I can't relate. Okay, well, fuck everyone who does that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Grandpa and Grandma show up with their truck. Okay, that's what I They are get. the bus. Yeah, that's what I- Are they the bus? <laughs> I guess. Because there's a sign that says bus stop, and then they're just like, get in. And he's like, okay- yeah, so he puts his bike in back, and he hops in the front, and he's like, I'm going to Red Rocks, and they take him to Red Rocks. I don't know. Yeah, but he get, he gets out, and he gets his bike, and he's like, this isn't, like, a restricted or sacred area, is it? And they're like, no, like, go have fun, be safe, whatever. And so he gets out, and Kyle is like, oh, the course is rough on bikes. I don't know if your bike's gonna make it. But Josh is like, it's fine. I'm tough. Mm. So, so everyone, like, lines up at the beginning of this mountain bike course that is already there. There's a lot of mountain bike courses here in this area. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, just, it's, okay, so it's, like, not a course. It's not, like, a dirt path. Like, it, they're literally just, like, biking on the, like, mountainous area, like, all of the rocks and is everything. Is that what my, mountain biking is? That does not seem safe. <laughs> I don't know. Did his parents know about this? I don't think he told them. I don't know. It seems very unsafe. I mean, he's wearing, like, a helmet and, like, knee and elbow pads and stuff, That's but still. more than still, I wore when I wore my bike. It's crazy. Um, 
yeah, so uh, in the beginning, whenever everyone takes off, Josh is initially like a little unsteady and falls behind, but he eventually starts to pull ahead and in front of Kyle, but he eventually um, hits uh, like a little like rock that's sort of sticking out of the ground. Everyone else just like seamlessly bikes over it, but Josh hits it and he flies off his bike. And they and... all just like laugh at him and leave him there. Yeah! And they're like, you suck. He could have been, <laughs> been so like seriously injured. Yeah, no. It was a nasty fall. They don't care. So afterwards, they yeah. all, like, go back to, like, the cars and everything. And someone's like, hey, we should go swimming. Like, it's really hot. And they're like, what about the community pool? But they say, no, too many locals. Aren't you a local? Also, like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's the very problem. They are the problem. I don't. It, uh, it blows my fucking mind. Aren't all these white boys locals, though, to the town? Are they talking okay. about the native people? They're talking about the native people, I think, and it doesn't make sense because, like, well, like Thomas calls them tourists, and I don't get that either because, like, they live the there. the white boys tourists. Yeah, and but they live there. I guess that's just, like, how they refer to each other. I don't know, but then they make fun of Josh again, and they're like, oh, your bike sucks. You need a better one, and Kyle's like, yeah, that probably wouldn't have happened to you if you had a good bike like mine. He and can't control then, the bike that he has. Yeah, and then they get in the car, and they're like, did you see that loser fall? <laughs> and then Kyle's like, uh, I know a place to swim. No, Josh says that. Yeah, he's like, he's, he hears them make fun of him, and he just wants to be accepted, so he's like, I know. So then, he, they're see, like, okay, this, get in the car. This might just be me, but I don't understand why you would want to hang out with people after you just heard them making fun of you. Because he wants to be accepted, I think, but, um, we see Kyle's vanity plate, which says, dirt dog. Why? If you have a vanity plate, please let us know what it is and why it is that. I have, How much I'm, money does it cost? I'm so fascinated by vanity plates. We went to Kansas a few years ago. So many Every people. Every single person there that we passed on the highway had a vanity plate. Is it free to get a vanity plate in Kansas? Like, you can just decide what you want? Why do so many people have them? There is a person in our neighborhood who has a vanity plate that says cat life. <laughs> I haven't seen that. They live around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's his vanity plate. But they show up on the Buffalo Reservation and Well, they start driving, like, through the preserve. Yeah, he just drives on the land, which he's not supposed to. They literally just run into a tree. They're like, hey, look at this. On purpose. run into the tree and knock it over. On purpose. Um, so, uh, Josh medi- uh, leads them to the waterfall, and they immediately just, like, litter. Okay, They're I- like, <laughs> We're so cool for littering. I- I have this rage <laughs> in my heart against littering, and I don't know why. It's just so okay, simple. Yeah. Why would you litter? You could just throw it away. <laughs> why would you just throw it on the ground? Why? And, like, the- the thing is, and they're like, oh, we're so cool for littering. No, you're not. I don't understand the appeal of littering. Like, you're just a lazy... Don't litter! Don't! When, <laughs> when I was in college, I took this persuasion class, and our final assignment was we had to pair up with someone and, like, try to convince them to do something or, like, to stop doing something. And, like, it could be, like, something, like, completely stupid. So, like, the girl that I was paired with, I was like, I'm gonna convince her to cut her, like, I don't really want her to cut her hair, but, like, I decided to do this for her, for the assignment. She's like, um, I'm gonna convince you not to litter, which, like, I don't litter. (laughs) And so she's like, so, like, she's like, go, like, we have to, like, you know, go through, like, the set, like, process. And I'm, like, going through my points. I'm, like, um, your hair is really long, and it should be short to better maintain. And she was, like, littering hurts the environment. (laughs) And at the end, I was, like, okay, I'll stop being a terrible person and (laughs) stop littering. Which, like, I know it's, like, a very, like, 
bad way to explain this assignment is really weird. <laughs> I just, I, I feel like everyone gets this angry, though. Like, why would you litter? Don't fucking litter. Oh my God. In fifth grade for the spring concert, the song that we had to sing, it was um, a... Uh, a different version of, like, what do you do with a drunken sailor? What do you do with a drunken sailor? What do you, you know that song? No. Uh, did, 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 did. Okay, well, uh, we sang a different version, and it was called, what do you do with a litter critter? What do you do with a litter <laughs> And then, and then it's like, here upon our planet, and then we had to go, hey ho, you teach them better. <laughs> hey ho, you teach them better. You know how, like, in the 80s, or I guess the 90s, it was, like, Stranger Danger was, like, the thing they really drilled into kids? I yeah. think for us it was littering. Because <laughs> I have such a passion <laughs> about littering. Do not litter. Because everyone else, who I assume everyone who listens to this is in our generation, we're in our early 20s. Yeah. Um, do you feel this passionately about littering? I hate <laughs> it. I feel like that must be it. Like, I know that they talk to us about littering and how it's bad. It's just such a simple concept. <laughs> yeah. So they throw their fucking cans into the water. Why would they do that? I don't know. And the then cans are recyclable. All of these, <laughs> all of the goons jump into the water, like off the little cliff area. And Josh is nervous again. And they call him a lady and make fun of him until someone pushes him in. And so he gets to the water and he's like struggling to get over onto the rocks. Yeah, and so he you like can see that like parallel of how like his real friends like waited. Yeah, and they and them. they even said like if you're too scared, you don't have to do this. Yeah. So whenever he pushes in, he gets out and he's so angry. He's like, "Are you kidding me? Like I could have gotten hurt. Like there are rocks here." <laughs> yeah. And so they don't fucking care. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to, uh, briefly, Thomas finds, like, a buffalo in the middle of the road whenever he's driving through town. Um, everyone's just kind of, like, standing around, because no one wants to, like, stress out the buffalo. They're all, like, kind of nervous. They don't really know how to handle the buffalo. So, thankfully, Thomas is there, and he gets out, and he sings Lean on Me, and the buffalo begins to follow him, like, out of the road. And everyone's just kind of, like, like, way to go, Thomas. It's like, I thought, I really like that touch of everyone in the town being like, good job. Like, thanks for saving us for an angry buffalo. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so then back at the waterfall, we see Kyle, like, graffitiing the rocks with Where spray paint. Where did the spray paint come from? How did Josh not see that he had spray paint? Also, like, they were going to Red Rocks to bike. Why did they just casually have spray paint in their backpacks? Because do they just vandalize things whenever they get the chance? I don't know. So, yeah, so Josh immediately is like, hey, stop. Like, this isn't your land. This is Navajo land. And Kyle's like, give me a break and keeps, like, vandalizing. And Josh is again like, this is a sacred place. Stop doing this. And Kyle asks if he's afraid of tortilla makers. <laughs> again, the fucking racism. Like, uh, yeah. And so Josh is like, I'm not afraid, but you just shouldn't do this. It's not right. And Kyle says, stop worrying so much. And then he throws his empty spray can into the water and litters again. And then Josh again is like, okay, we need to leave now. But Kyle just like doesn't listen to him. So Josh just leaves on his own. Even with like recycling. One time when I was at work, um, I had these people accidentally print out like 20 pages of paper but I didn't have a recycling bin. I didn't know where the recycling bin it was at this point, so I took all the papers home so I could, like, properly recycle them. <laughs> I, I don't know. So Josh leaves, and the next morning he's asleep in his bed, and we find out that Mom said that he wasn't feeling well, so he's just gonna, like, sleep in and not go to work today. Josh doesn't tell anyone about what happened. He doesn't take ownership for what he did. Josh he just avoids it. I get that he's, like, 14 or 15 or whatever, but... Oh my god, it's so fucking frustrating. Skips work so he doesn't have to face anyone. Yeah, so uh, Moon, Thomas, and Scout are all at work the next day, and Thomas is like, oh, I guess Josh isn't coming, and he calls him a tourist again, because he's like, see, I told you, like, he wasn't gonna stick to this. 
So they're going to fix the stuff they need to, and then they're going to go for a swim. So then we cut to them getting to all the vandalism, and immediately, like, all of the vandalism, like, says, like, dirt heads and blah, 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 and they see all the litter, and obviously they're upset. And Scout immediately knows that, like, Josh did this. Like, he's the one who showed them where it was. Yeah, and Moon so at first tries not to jump to conclusions, but Thomas is like, it could not have been anyone else. Yeah. Uh, Scout begins to ask the spirits to have the buffalo trample all Kyle and the white boys, but Moon stops her. Yeah, at home, Josh is working on his bike, and Mom comes to check on him. She's like, you haven't eaten anything all day, and he's like, I'm not hungry, blah, blah, blah. But Thomas and Grandpa show up, and they come downstairs, and so they're talking about how, you know, those kids on the bikes, they trashed the Shining Steps. And Josh says, like, it wasn't me. And he's he like, tries I didn't vandalize it. Yeah, he tries to evade responsibility again. And he even, but Thomas is like, you were there. And Josh is like, well, I tried to stop them, but they wouldn't listen to me. And Thomas is like, we told you not to tell anyone about this. And you did anyway. And Josh just keeps saying, like, I tried to stop them. Like, but he never actually apologizes for what he did. He's he just, just like, like, they wouldn't listen to me. Yeah. And he's like, that's not the problem. The problem is he shouldn't have taken them there. <laughs> it, yeah. He just like, he never takes responsibility. And dad apologizes to them and he says like we promise we'll take care of it but grandpa says the boys need to find balance with nature and so grandpa's just gonna leave them in nature they're gonna go for a little camping trip on their own yeah and okay their families okay. agreed to it so uh, grandpa says they need to live in hojo Ho- hojo hozo um josh asks what is hojo i'm sorry for pronouncing this wrong and thomas just says you don't want to know so i looked it up And Hojo is just, like, this, like, Navajo, it's this belief that, um, it's a complex, like, wellness and philosophy, philosophy belief system of the Diné, Diné, um, and it's basically, it's sort of, like, this whole way of, like, living and thinking where it's, like, you are responsible for your actions and you need to, like, take responsibility for the irresponsible actions and it's all, like, grounded within, um, sort of, like, I don't know, I guess, like, living in nature, like, it's, it's a lot, uh, if you want to look it up yourself, you can go ahead, I'm not going to try and explain it, um, so they leave, and yeah, so, like, this camping trip, um, like, thing, I tried looking this up, too, like, things, like, things like this in Native culture, like, do happen, from what I learned, I'm not trying to, like, speak for anyone, mm-hmm. um, whereas, but there's, like, a lot more, like, rituals involved, from, like, the things that I saw where it's, like, it's usually, like, a young boy and he goes off into the world or into the wilderness on his own. And so all, all these rituals, like, before and after. And, like, after this, he's, like, going from, like, boy to man. And if you read Sign of the Beaver, like I did in fifth grade, this happens um, to uh, the boy in the tribe um, in Sign of the Beaver. It's called, in that book, it's called the, I think it's pronounced Manito. It's M-A-N-I-T-O-U. And so, like, he does this thing where he uh, prepares to, like, go into the wilderness, like, on his own for a couple days and, like, comes back and he comes back a man. And, you know, there's sort of, like, this parallel between him and the white boy because the white boy, his family has to, like, go back. And so he's, like, living um, in, like, their new cabin during the winter on his own. That's, like, his own, like, journey to manness, to, like, adulthood. And so as fifth graders, we had to write an essay on how we were going to achieve our manitoe. And, like, journey to adulthood when I was 11 years old. So, like, I remember, like, ha- trying to write this essay. And I'm just like, uh, I will go to high school and I will go to college and then I will have a career 
and that is how I will, how I will go get to adulthood. <laughs> that is my journey. As like all the like, can you imagine like reading these essays from like all these like stupid white kid, like eleven year old white kids, and they're like, "How are you gonna achieve your adulthood?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they would ask that. It's very like obviously it's different culturally, but right, right, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like obviously, um, they do not go into this much detail. Um, and yeah, they sort of like imply that like Hojo is like this process of like going into the wilderness, but that is not what I saw whenever I looked it up. Uh, but they don't like say it outright, but I feel like that's like what they imply. Yeah, so we see uh, Thomas and Josh both packing their stuff for this little like camping trip thing they're going on, and Josh tries to make uh oh, so they get they. T- ride with grandpa grandpa rides takes them to the end of the road and then he stops he dumps out their bags and takes out anything that he thinks that they shouldn't have (laughs) and just gives them a knife and a blanket each like they have sleeping (laughs) bags but he doesn't let them take them and he's like all right i'll be back tomorrow don't die and so they end up like going off and josh tries to make small talk to learn about thomas like and his culture but thomas is very closed off from this and he doesn't like want to be a part of it well um I want to say that before uh, Grandpa leaves them, Grandpa tells Josh that Navajo people believe in in a harmonious relationship with Mother Earth, uh, and when you're out of balance, you feel it, like how there's been, like, a lot of storms lately. This, again, I do not know if this is grounded, if this is grounded in fact, because there are, I mean, like, yeah, I I do not know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, Grandpa is just like, oh, like, it's sunrise, it's a good time to pray, and Thomas says sunrise is a good time to sleep. Um, and that's when Grandpa says, well, it's a good thing that you're going because you need to, like, learn this for yourself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like you said, Grandpa brings them. It's also a restricted area where they're going? Well, yeah, because they're in the, like, Navajo land. Like, they're supposed to be out on their own, like, in nature. Yeah, okay. And I think it's also, like, a parallel between what Moon said earlier whenever he said, like, oh, the people used to come out here to become men. Like, I think that's what they're, like, talking about. So, yeah, so, like I said, Josh was trying to, like, ask Thomas questions, but Thomas is very closed off, and he's still just very angry at Josh. Like, he feels like the whole reason he's here is because of Josh. So, uh, he gets frustrated with Josh's questions, and he thinks that they have, like, bad intent. Like, he feels like Josh is, like, asking him, like, stereotypical questions, because... Yeah, well, Josh assumes that Thomas must have, like, hiked around these mountains that they're in a bunch of times because of his culture, and Thomas is like, no, like, I don't sit around caves, like, passing peace pipes. Um, and Josh asks what Hojo is again. Um, he's like, is it, like, a vision quest? Uh, and Thomas says, no, like, Navajo, don't do that. Um, and he's like, I'm gonna go cool off. Yeah, so later on, they're back together, and they're looking for food. Josh finds a candy bar in his bag, and he offers some to Thomas, but Thomas refuses to take any. Uh, Josh asks where they're gonna sleep. He's like, you know, maybe right here would be a good place to sleep. They're, like, on the water. And Thomas is like, no, this would be a bad place to sleep because the animals are gonna come here in the night to, like, get water. And Josh is like, well, what kind of animals? I could take on some animals. And he's like, deer and, like, buffalo. And, (laughs) And, like, cougars. Yeah. And so Thomas starts walking away and Josh starts following him. And he's like, I'm just gonna go with you because you know where you're going. And Thomas is like, this is not my problem. Like, I do not need to take care of you. Please let me go. He's like, yeah, he says, stop being a follower. And then they fight again about the waterfall. Yeah. And this is where, like, Josh actually apologizes. He's just like, I'm sorry. Like, I couldn't stop them. Still not really taking responsibility. Yeah, and so Thomas says that, like, it isn't meaningful because he doesn't understand the significance of what he did. Like, his apology is not... Because he's still saying, I'm sorry, I could not stop them. They wouldn't listen to me. Yeah. 
And so Thomas says that Josh uh, should have stuck up for them from the beginning. And so Josh apologizes again, but Thomas says that they trusted him and he didn't keep the secret because he cared more about impressing those guys than he did like his actual friends. Um, And so that's when Thomas says that he uh, is going to go, he's going to go upriver and Josh should go downriver and then they'll meet back there at 9 a.m. So they, like, go their separate ways, and as Josh is walking, he finds a bird feather in the water, which he picks up, and he finds these random berries, which he just decides to eat and thinks that's a good idea, and so we see him throwing up later because he shouldn't have eaten it. Um, on the other hand, we see Thomas building a fire on his own, and he doesn't have, he has food packed, but he doesn't have a pan to cook it. Um, Josh is trying to light a fire, but he can't, and he ends up getting, uh, just giving up. And so uh, he's laying down, but he gets stressed when he hears some howling. And Thomas looks up at the stars. And as, I guess, like, he's asleep when this happens because we see them form into, like, a stick, which he ends up, yeah, a staff, which he ends up grabbing. And when he does this, he's, like, transported into, like, a dream state. And it's, like, a past where he's wearing, like, in sepia tone. (laughs) Yeah, he's wearing, like, traditional, well, for what we assume is traditional. Yeah, he's wearing, I try, like, again. (laughs) He's wearing some sort of, like, feathers in his hair and the staff that he's holding is now like a spear um and he's like standing there uh and another native comes up to him and says like the tribe needs you to like help them and he's just like that's not my problem like i don't know what yeah, to do there's Gramp- grandpa's there and scout they're also both in what we assume to be their traditional uh dress he says he must bring the herd back to the people because they are hungry. And Thomas is literally like, that is not my job. Yeah. Um, Grandpa says that no matter where you are uh, you tra- or where you travel, this land is always a part of you. Um, everyone evaporates. Uh, and yeah, because like the whole like tribe is there. Uh, Thomas and Scout like land next to this buffalo. And Thomas tells Scout to talk to the buffalo, uh, but she doesn't. And then Thomas tells the buffalo, like, oh, like, we'll help each other. And then he waves the staff, and this, like, field of buffalo appear. Yeah. And that's it. (laughs) Well, Thomas says, we will never be forgotten. And then that's when he sees, like, the buffalo roaming. And then we, like, realize that he's dreaming, because we go back to see his, like, body just, like, still laying there. So then we cut to Josh, and Josh is dreaming, too. Um, He dreams... In his dream, yeah, and in his dream, a bird lands near him and starts talking to him, and the bird thanks him, and so Josh gets up worried because he's like a city boy, and he's like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" Uh, He realizes that he's on a ledge, and the only way for him to get down is to fly, but he's like, "I'm a person, I can't fly." But the bird tells him that he can. He's just never tried before, and then asks him what birds. Yeah, he asks him what bird spirit he would like to be, and he starts giving these options. Um, and then he's just like, let me know whenever you figure it out. And so Josh, so the bird flies away and Josh is just like there by himself. And he eventually like jumps and starts flying through the air. Um, and then when he lands, he ends up at shining steps again. Um, and And he says the eagle has landed and then the beginnings of a storm wake up both Josh and Thomas. Yeah. So they all end up grabbing their stuff and they start looking for each other because it's like it starts like pouring rain or it's about to start pouring or something. So Josh crosses the creek when he finds them and they decide to head to a cave to wait out the storm. Yeah. Uh, So they sit by a fire. They share jerky and what they dreamed of. Um, Thomas says he's tired of being Navajo, but he can't leave Scout or his grandparents. And this is where Thomas reveals that his parents died in a car crash on their way to Seattle. They were going to um, basically, like, leave their grandparents and 
sort of the culture behind, and that's what Thomas wants to do. Um, and he reveals that since their parents died, Scout has not spoken. Yeah, and so um, that's just, like, the end of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> the next scene, Josh is in the shower again for no reason, and then we see that he's biking, and... He runs into Kyle and the white boys, and yeah. they're like, hey, like, we're looking for that waterfall. Can you lead us to it again? And Josh says, no, like, you need to clean it up. And Kyle says, get over it. And Josh is like, I'd rather settle it. So, <laughs> they decide on a one-on-one mountain biking race. If Kyle wins, everyone backs off where they want to ride. And if Josh wins, they leave the Navajo land. So it is now up to Josh to get these white boys off the native land. Which they shouldn't be on anyway, because it's not their land. And there should be rules that keep the land safe. It does not make sense. And Josh should not be the white savior that comes in to kick them off the land. I know, like, he's uh, he's trying to do the right thing, and he just keeps failing. He keeps doing the wrong thing. And so they decide that the competition will be next Saturday at Devil's Revenge. And so Josh goes to visit Grandpa. And And he just opens their door and walks into their house. Well, yeah, they're just, like, laying in bed. still sleeping. Yeah, and so Grandpa's like, oh, give me a minute. So Grandpa (laughs) goes outside, and Josh says that Thomas told him that he has a remedy for everything. And Josh asks if he has any herbs or medicine that could help him get into shape. And Grandpa asks, like, why does Josh need it? And Josh says, for a mountain bike race. Grandpa asks if there's, like... Oh, I bet your entire land... By the way. Well, yeah, no. Grandpa's like, oh, is there, like, a good reason you're doing this race? Like, is this for something good? And and uh, Josh says, yeah, and explains what's going on. And Grandpa's like, oh, when is this? And it's two weeks away. So Grandpa hands him this mysterious mason jar of liquid and just gives it to him. And tells him to fast, basically. Yeah, so we have a little bit of a montage of Jason practicing. Josh. Josh. <laughs> I don't know where Jason came from. Josh practicing and making a smoothie with this Navajo, like, herbs and stuff and he's working out in the barn and scout asks him like why he's trying to bulk up and josh is like oh i'm not but then she steals his bag and so he has to explain why to get it back and he's like well i challenged kyle to a race so that they'll leave you guys alone (laughs) and thomas rightfully gets pissed he's like that's not your place to do that like what happens if you lose yeah everyone's like it's a bad idea and josh is like no like i he i now realize what's important and i have to do something bigger than myself and they're all just kind of like Okay. Well, Thomas is like, I should race him. Like, I have a better bike. I I know the land. It's It's my land. (laughs) Yeah. But Josh is like, and saying, like, Josh is just a tourist here. Moon agrees that Thomas should, like, race. Yeah, so they go look at the course, and it's, like, very, like, rough terrain. And Josh... Josh says, I have to race for Thomas and Scout and my mistakes. Otherwise, what am I doing here? No, Josh, what are you doing here at all? Why would you make this? It's not your land. You can't offer it. (laughs) Um, So Scout says Josh needs to race, and she gives him uh, this turquoise for good fortune. Um, So then we see this montage of Josh training. Josh, like, catches up to the boys on the trail. Yeah, they're just practicing right now still. And he, like, catches up to them, and they're like, oh. Kyle and the white boys. Yeah, and so uh, Josh, like, ends up starting to pass Kyle, and as he does, Kyle pulls out, like, a fucking knife or something and pops Josh's tire. So well, Josh he sticks it in the wheel so the wheel stops Yeah, coming. so Josh ends up, like, falling forward off of his bike onto his arm and, like, injures himself and severely. And again, they're like, <laughs> And they just ride doing? off again. 
And so Josh is just, like, in the middle of nowhere. His bike doesn't work right now, so he can't ride it. He's also, like, injured. Like, he's holding his arm the entire time yeah, and, like, struggling. Walk, he starts to walk back as, like, a storm is coming in. So Mom starts calling Thomas, like, asking where Josh is. Um, neither he nor Scout has heard from him. Yeah. Uh, so-, so then Mom's n- next logical explanation is to call the radio station and have <laughs> Domino announce to the town that they're looking for Josh. Not the police, but the radio station. Yes, because she needs to be in here at some point. Yeah, so then we see Josh fall in the woods and he ends up leaving his bike behind because he's just, like, weak and trying to get home. Uh, Mom calls again, calls Thomas again, and she's frantic asking if he knows where Josh might be. And then they say that uh, they're going to go look for him, and Thomas and Grandpa decide to help look for him, too. Yeah, Thomas and Grandpa um, eventually find Josh just kind of, like, sitting under a tree in the pouring rain. Yeah, it's, like, started storming really bad. So they help him into the car, and Josh thanks them for finding him. And then we just cut to him back at his house, asleep in bed. Mom and Dad thank Grandpa and Thomas, and Grandpa says that... Um, he can help heal his spirit, and he's going to need extra attention. But d- Dad is all, like, offended, and he's like, well, we have a real doctor coming out. But Mom is like, hey, like, let him do that. Let- he needs all the help he can get. Um, so, yeah, so the the medical doctor comes in and asks, asks if Josh has been under any stress recently, and then nothing happens after that. Uh, everyone is still at the house, um, and Mom asks why Josh was, like, riding around in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Grandpa and Thomas reveal the race, and then Grandpa burns Sage in Josh's room while he's still asleep. Yeah, well, okay, so apparently he's been sleeping for days. Like, they're all just at their house for days, even though the doctor said, like, oh, he's fine. Like, he's just gonna heal from these injuries. I thought this was all in the same night. No, they they say you've been asleep for days when he wakes up. It doesn't mean he's not awake yet. Well, I know, but they sage his room. Everyone's still there when he does wake up, though. Oh. Um, so, I don't know. Thomas says that he's, like, a good writer, and they're worried because the kid just keeps sleeping. On the radio, Domino says, we're all wishing Josh a speedy recovery, and as Dad is driving, he's, oh, Dad leaves because he's just, like, stressed about everything. Yeah, so he drives down this road, and he passes by these three billboards that say, looking for something, and then he pulls over into this, like, shack called Things Forgotten. It's basically an antique shop, and this little girl, who is clearly native, little girl, so she's, like, 12. Um, she, as dad enters the shop, she says, you're looking for something, but you don't know what. And dad says that he's looking for something for his son. And the girl says, get him a bike. And And dad says, how did you know that? Sorry, I'm a scientist. I don't understand you people. Yeah. It's like, okay, first of all, I feel like that's like a misrepresentation of like, I don't know. Like, I feel like whenever they have like native people be like, magical in that way i mean again i this is just like from what i've seen is i'm not like trying to speak for anyone yeah but whenever they like portray native people and like this is like the the first time in this movie where where they portray native people in sort of like that like magical sort of sense yeah i think it's just like playing into a stereotype where like maybe there are native people who are very like intuitive and like are able to do that but because we don't see this representation enough people are gonna think that like oh all native people are like that because well and then whenever dad says how did you know that i'm a scientist i don't understand you people yeah yeah (laughs) the you people part is very clear Uh, yeah and then this girl's just like there's a bike in the back i can you you can have it for cheap yeah (laughs) Uh, so Josh wakes up to a new bike in his room, and his parents are like, You've been asleep for for two days. (laughs) And so they're like, Oh, your wounds are healing nicely. I have a lot of questions about this. If he was asleep for two days, has he not peed or pooped in two days? 
I don't know, because he was asleep for two days. He hasn't eaten anything. I am so sorry. And, like, I, I don't know how quickly bed sores form, but did, were they moving him around? Does he have bed sores? I he have, didn't have a catheter. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, they're like, yeah, here's this bike for the race, and Dad is encouraging him. And yeah, so immediately we cut to race day, um, and Dad is like, Oh, make sure to leverage your velocity so that the longer your lever arms mass. <laughs> yeah, uh, on the way to the course, everyone's setting up chairs on the mountainside. Well, they're all watch. like to see if our land is about to be fucked over by this white kid. Yeah, so Josh and Kyle basically just go to the start line. Uh, Moon goes to start the race, and the race begins. Kyle immediately plays dirty on the first turn. Yeah, he intentionally runs into Josh, and, um, um oh, so Dom is announcing this on the Domino. radio. Domino is yeah. announcing this on yeah, the okay, radio. Yeah, okay, 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 I have a story about this. So, Grandma, like, has the phone to, like, call to Domino, and Domino has, like, um, a cord phone where she has the, like, um, the listening part at her ear, and then, like, the receiver part where you talk into is, like, above her head so that she can talk into the radio um and I saw this on a commercial and I saw that and I was like oh like cheetah girl is that like that's that like cool so then I tried that at home with like our wall phone and I had like the receiver like up like above my head and I like said something and my, and my dad was like what did you say and I was like oh and then I put like the, the talking part like back like where my mouth was and I'm like I guess that doesn't work <laughs> Yeah, I think she was trying to not have, like, frequency yeah. <laughs> overload or something. But, yeah, she's um, announcing to everyone on the radio what's going on in the race. Yeah, so mom and dad are watching through their telescope. Um, this townie's exhaust pipe pops on the road for, like, a brief second. And we see, like, the buffalo herd start running down the mountainside. Yeah, and they end up, like, breaking through the uh, fence that's there. So they're just, like, heading towards town, This all of the buffalo. Yeah, so on the course from the top of the mountain, Josh sees the buffalo going off the preserve, um, and he's well, also ahead of Kyle at this point. Yeah, so he stops, and he's, like, watching this happen, and everyone down below doesn't know what's going on, so they're just, they just see him, like, stop in the middle of the race. Yeah, so Josh goes off the trail to tell Thomas, Moon, and Scout, who were, like, on this, like, certain part. Well, he also gets to the devil's peak or re revenge or whatever it is and it's just this very like very bumpy yeah. yeah and so whenever uh kyle catches up to him he's like i'm not doing that but josh does it anyway to try and like get down to them quicker to tell them what's going on yeah so josh gets down um to where thomas moon and scout are and it's basically like the buffalo stampede is headed into town like we need to go stop it um so josh follows them like leaves the race to go stop it kyle um rides up to the white boys who were also in the same area and they the white boys tell kyle about the herd and kyle's like mm, i don't care but the white boys is like no man like we need to go help um so uh kyle decides to like go finish the race while the white boys go to help and we never hear from kyle again yeah so um, everyone splits up uh to go like try and herd the buffalo everyone's on their mountain bikes as well <laughs> yeah, and so they're all, like, on the ground. Uh, at yeah. one point, Thomas falls off his bike on the ground, and a buffalo starts getting close to him, and it seems kind of, like, angry, like it's making these sounds. So Scout comes over, and then she starts softly singing, Lean on Me. And so Thomas joins in, and the buffalo ends up leaving, be leaving them behind. The other bikers show up to help them, like, herd the buffalo back where they need to go, and... Um, Eventually, they get all the buffalo where they need, and the herd is settled. Yeah. And Domino thanks everyone over the radio. 
Yeah, everyone's <laughs> home safe. That night they have another potluck, apparently, and Josh is just immersed in the culture. Um, Scout is talking now. Yeah, Scout is just magically talking again. I would like to talk about this. I can't remember what movie or TV show it was, but I learned about selective mutism. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, I was like, I don't know much about selective muteness, but I feel like this is not how it works. No, it does not. Her like, voice would definitely be, like, a little bit, like, raspy. Well, yeah. Like, and Peter Nyong'o and us. Well, and from what I read, like, um... If, like, when this happens, it's a response to trauma. So she, like, had that traumatic experience of her parents dying. And so, like, she used her voice because she, like, absolutely needed to in that moment. But I don't think that she's just, like, magically can use her voice again. I don't think it's, like, when you break the dam and now she can just talk (laughs) again. She's talking about She's like, oh, thanks. These are great. Like, no problem. Yeah. That that was not (laughs) realistic. They tried to do something there and they could have done so much more and they didn't. I thought she was just deaf. And I was like, oh, like, that's nice. Like, she just happens to be deaf and that's it. No. (laughs) Yeah. What? I feel like I saw the same thing. What were we watching about selective mutism? I don't know. Yeah, but I I definitely remember something about selective mutism, like, learning about it at some point. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, so everything's fine with their lives now, and Grandpa Grandpa invites everyone over, and he says that the Navajo can live in the city, but they can never really find home there, because their souls stir and feel at home only in their holy place. And then he says- you know, the white people took all of their land anyway. Well, yeah, and he says, Dinata, I guess that's- I don't know if that's, like, a feeling or if he's specifically talking about the land- I don't know. So then Grandpa calls Thomas up in front of everyone, and he gives him an arrowhead necklace, which was Thomas's dad's. And he says that his dad would have been very proud of what he did, and he has finally, like, stepped up and become a man, and he's brought honor to, like, the tribe and everything. And then Grandpa calls Josh up, and they thank him, and they honor him, and he's earned the name Rides with the Wind for uniting enemies to sustain buffalo. So they thank Thomas and Josh, um, and that that's it. Thomas and Josh have a nice moment where they they're about to like bro hug, and that's where the movie ends. Um, the whole giving Josh a name thing, and the whole first of all, it being rides with the wind, like ride with the wind, bullseye. I don't. I again, I don't know a lot, but I feel like that seems like a bit much, a bit quickly. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's real. I try to, like, do some research search on it, but I don't know how that works. I don't know if Native people tend to give white people names, even if they have helped them. Yeah, again, like I said, like, I, I really tried to research a lot, but there's just, like, these, like, very, very specific aspects that they have in this movie that, like, may have been derived from stereotypes. There's... Like, the information that I tried to... Like, maybe, like, there's, like, the information is just, like, clear as day, and I just, like, didn't do the right Google search. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's the end of the movie. Josh is the hero for helping them, even though he hurt them in the beginning. And that was the... That was, like, the biggest thing that pressured me about this movie, is that, like... He is trying to help them, but he is the white man who has hurt them in the beginning. He's so a, like he's a white savior. Well, yeah, and he ends up being like, "Oh, like I helped all these people, but it's like you got them in that situation to begin with. Like yeah. you shouldn't feel good about yourself for helping them when you're the one who hurt them." So, <laughs> I don't I, know. I tried to look up like reviews for this too, and I saw a review on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know how like accurate this is, but someone said like I am Navajo and the Navajo have like no like special relationship with the buffalo it's just a part of the land so they gave it one star yeah well yeah and that's what i'm saying like they never really explain it i think it's just because like 
like native people a big part of their culture from my understanding is just like caring about the environment and nature as it is yeah i don't know why they're like connection to it buffalo yeah i i don't get it i guess they just wanted to have like a theme and again yeah and again like because this movie is so like not known there's not going to be a lot of like resources like oh like this is this and this is this yeah i did try and look it up but i couldn't see <laughs> yeah much. Like said, we really tried yeah to you know the internet and the i'm sure we could have like i don't know gone to the library or something yeah I, maybe i don't know yeah it was just a lot <laughs> we're sorry so, <laughs> well okay the thing that i wanted to say is like i feel like this movie had good intentions of like trying right, to tell this story to like children and trying to show like a different culture to children that may not know about this because like this came out in 2005 i did not know anything like back in 2005 i was probably my textbook still said indians probably yeah. instead of native americans or anything of the sort like that's how it was back then so I guess that it was like trying to do good things <laughs> but again in things like this there's always room to improve it's and, a product of its time and it yeah it definitely could have been better but it <laughs> tried I feel like I did learn some stuff but I think it was more like me doing research right, as a result exactly. of what I was yeah. seeing instead yeah. of just like what they showed me so yeah I had that feeling too I tend to like with Disney with these decoms that we watch those that like sort of show where, like, if I'm just watching it and I learn something about, like, um, an underrepresented minority, I tend to give it a higher rating. Yeah. But with this movie, again, like, I feel like what I learned is from my own research, and two, it just wasn't a good movie. <laughs> it wasn't. It's the same story. Like, it's, like, Brink, or it's, like, um, yeah. one of the other ones we've watched. I can't remember which one I'm thinking of. But, yeah, it's the same story again. I added it to um, my list of... DCOMs that center around specific sports. Yeah. Um, hold on, let me look. We are up to 5, 10, 15, 20, 23. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so how did you end up rating and ranking this? I gave it a 2 out of 5. Um, and like I said, it's mostly because, well, like, I, I wanted it to be good. <laughs> I yeah. really, I, like, wanted to learn, um, but it also, it just wasn't a good movie. <laughs> Yeah. I put it number 54 below horse sense and above the poop point. Yeah. It, we're also getting to the point where, like, the movies that I don't know a lot about, it's really hard to rank them now because I just have to go based off of how I feel of it it is based against the other movies. Yeah, the movies that I I did not watch this movie as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so I gave this a three out of five because I did, like, I feel like I did learn some stuff and I feel like the intention was there <laughs> even if the, like, result wasn't there. I put this at number 34, You Wish is above it and Pixel Perfect is below it and that's kind of how I've been going right now like looking at where I feel like this movie stacks up to the other movies to help mm -hmm. me with like rating and ranking it so it's so hard because sometimes I'm like well if I'm giving this movie like a three out of five I also gave this movie a three out of five exactly I don't know how I feel about that I feel like for me Johnny Tsunami I'm like is it better or worse than Johnny Tsunami because I really like Johnny Tsunami but it's not like the best Johnny Tsunami I think is like my last like either three or three and a half or four it moves up to like the next rating yeah so I feel like it's a good like it's a good middle be point <laughs> yeah better or worse how do I feel <laughs> yeah so next week though we have our very first animated decom we're watching we're watching kim possible oh, so the drama my gosh i'm so i love kim possible i'm so excited okay i have a question is kim possible so the drama different than a stitch in time are there two kim possible movies i thought a stitch in, wait i thought a stitch in time was first was a stitch in time was that sort of just like an hour-long special maybe that's what i was wondering because i remember a stitch in time more because she like yeah. time travels that's maybe that was just more of like a special yeah we have kim possible so the drama so now i'm not sure if i remember what happens in this movie but <gasps> 
You know what happens at, like, the very end. <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> we'll see you next week. We got our first animated decom. I'm so excited. I love you, Christy Carlson <laughs> Romano. <laughs> and Will Friedle. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see you then. Bye.